0: The Color by Felix podcast. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited because we're doing something completely new. Um, I have my wife here, Andrea, and they're going to introduce each other. Um, and this is her brother, Sebastian. So here we are. This is our first podcast ever.
1: Ever. Yes. So welcome to the Color by Felix podcast. You might not recognize me. You probably are familiar with Andrea at this point. Uh, Andrea is like the business brain behind Color by Felix. There's so much that she does that you don't even see behind the scenes. And I'm honestly pretty jealous of them as a couple because they get to hit both aspects of being a successful artist these days. Uh, and just get to kind of focus on their own lanes. And I thought that's been like a really cool synergy. Anyway, I'm just kind of here to help uh, and we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. Yes. Hey, yeah, so how you doing Andrea? <laughs> Talk about yourself. <laughs>
2: i'm super excited to start this podcast share with you guys the different aspects of art business and everything that that means um we started this podcast as a way to share about the behind the scenes look basically into having an art business and so I do the art business Felix is the artist of course and we thought that Sebastian would be a really good addition to our podcast because he brings a new uh, perspective of the art world because he's also an artist so he knows a lot of conversation starters and things topics to cover regarding art and art business so that's one of the reasons why we decided to bring him on for the podcast.
1: Yeah, so Felix, why don't you tell him just
0: what the podcast is about and what we're trying to like achieve here. So this is our first one. And I think our goal is to bring like we want people to understand and 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 kind of learn from from our experience but also be able to take something from what we um what we've been through and what we see and maybe you guys can connect and be able to um you know relate and also learn anything from this podcast and we try to uh make sure you guys uh, have um like maybe maybe give you guys some tips where you guys can get from these Podcasts where we bring on other artists and you guys can put it in your into your practice or whatever it is We're just gonna have fun have different artists on the podcast different creators and we're just gonna see where it takes us
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, cuz if there's one thing I've noticed about your audience like you've shown me some of your DMS like there's people in the Color by Felix community who are everywhere from like age 12. I mean, there's like like one woman was sent in art from like her nine-year-old, right? That was like amazing. But there's people from like age nine all the way to like literally like age 73 in your community and all different skill levels. There's professional working artists. There's people who just started last week, you know, after discovering one of your tutorials and I think that what we want to do is, yeah, like I said, you know, between the three of us, we just have this wealth of perspective, like Felix as the working artist, Andrea as the one who understands art business, and me as somebody who's also been making art for about, you know, over 10 years, and um, has like a different view of it, because I work in different mediums, like I do music and stuff. Um, And so I just think that we want to provide a little something for everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of use our journeys, as well as the journeys of the people that we end up interviewing, to your like every episode, you're hands down gonna find something relevant to you and your own journey.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So on this episode today, we want to talk about how we got here. Yes, right? our journey.
1: Yeah. So, who who should start? I think we sh- should start with
0: you guys and like the color by Felix story. Just I'll let I'll let Andrea you know start and then I can fill in. How about that? Okay. okay. All
1: right. Well, it actually starts with a date doesn't it it starts with me playing matchmaker and you guys meeting each other right
2: oh yeah so that's also significant is that my brother's the reason why we're married pretty much he uh introduced us while felix was modeling at nordstrom and my brother was a stylist there so they became friends. assistant stylist yeah <laughs> assistant yeah. stylist and uh, we got introduced there, kind of. I kind yeah. of scoped Felix out and made Sebastian introduce me.
1: Yeah, so I had, I had gotten to be friends with Felix because we were the same age. Um, I was one of the younger people at the studio, and he and I just kind of hit it off while we were working. You know, he's modeling, right? If you see some of his old modeling photos, someone can probably dig those up he looks like a Bond villain. You know, he looks like an evil Russian in an 80s like James Bond movie or like a 90s James Bond movie. And it's so funny because it couldn't be further from the truth of who he really is, you know? But that's always how they would make him look in these photo shoots. Or He'd be, like James Bond. Yeah, yeah, just really menacing and like severe with the ice blue eyes and the chiseled, you know, cheekbones. And like... I will but, break you. Yes, But, like, the real Felix is just, like, such a kind person, and I saw that right away. And I think I have a really good radar for character, you know, and I was like, oh, man, you know what? I was like, I think my sister had just gotten out of a real relationship at the time or something, and I was like, you know, if she's going to be with somebody good, it might as well be somebody that I choose. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Which is so selfish, but I'm like, no, this guy – I was just thinking, no, this guy is so great. I think they would make such a great couple. And I told Andrea about him, and she – of course, you know, stalked him on social media, and got very interested, and then from there, Too I kind of stepped, I stepped out of the picture, and then this one just, she just took over, and uh, it was a wrap from there.
0: Yeah, it was, it was through Facebook. Why
1: don't you tell your side of the story, Felix? Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I
0: so like we met together, and like you said, we're the same age and um in the studio and we hit it off with music i remember used to bring the guitar to the studio and we used to uh, over lunch, lunch on our yeah. lunch breaks remember that so it was fun jamming out and we connected through art and that's what um i remember like yes. we became very close you and know and
2: that's why we're here right um
0: <laughs> yes and i think well i mean i didn't even know that you had a sister you know after yeah. knowing you for a while you didn't really talk share too much about your family so when she came into the studio um you know she you quickly introduced us and i'm like hey you know like it was a fast meeting but i didn't think anything of it you know i just thought oh sebastian has a sister and that's it you know but um after we had lunch together we sat Very down respectful actually your her dad was there too so <laughs> i got to meet her dad as well mm-hmm. um and uh, we had lunch together um because he used to work at a i mean he worked at a studio but anyway so we met there and then um and then we just connected. We just started talking and, and like she, her, she knew some people I knew growing up. So it was like kind of like this connection and we, it just it was slowly building up because it wasn't like forced, you know, it naturally happened. And that's what I, I, I really, um, you know, I love that, that it naturally happened, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So fast forward a few years and... We actually all ended up in New York City at the same time.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: So these two got married, and it was a great wedding. Um, But they, I had moved to New York City for work. I took a transfer, and I had been there, what, maybe like, six months Mm -hmm. when you guys followed suit.
2: Yeah, we decided to move there because of Felix's modeling, but also that was just kind of an excuse for us to like take a risk and jump into something new. Um, That's kind of how me and Felix are, is like we just kind of want to try things. And um, one of the things that we wanted to try was living in New York and it had a lot of art there and felix was always interested in art but this whole time like he was used to people telling him that art couldn't be a living so he never really pursued it fully so he continued pursuing modeling which brought us to new york and yeah Yeah. i remember
0: i remember this it's crazy because i remember once we got married uh we moved to new york and we literally went by faith, we trusting in God, you know, that he's going to provide because we literally had like about $300 in our account and we, and Andrea didn't even have a job there, you know, mm-hmm. so I, all I had was modeling, but that's like also living by faith because you never know when you're going to get a job, you know, you just wait and go to castings and half the time, more than half the time. You well, that's the thing
1: them. that people don't know about modeling, right, is like, it seems really glamorous. And it is for the people at the very top of the industry. But for everybody else, it's like, you don't know when your next job is coming. They put you in this tiny apartment with a bunch of other models and you're living like a, you know, military barracks. Yeah. And like. Exactly. You have to support yourself with like catering jobs is what they, right? Because it's like everyone wants to have, you know, hot people serving them food. Yeah. In places, (laughs) you know, these fancy people in New York City, They, they want, you know sexy waiters and so they they have uh that's (laughs) and
2: people opening doors for them
1: yeah yeah exactly (laughs) that uh, honestly i don't know how you did that job the two jobs i could never do as somebody with adhd and a hard time focusing lifeguard doorman i don't know how you stood there in a suit for whatever six eight hours a day
2: yeah, actually, I remember doors. Felix coming home at the end of the day and just looking at him, and he looked like dead. Like he look. I've never like a seen. a real model. I've never seen him so depressed, and Felix is not a person who ever gets depressed. New so.
0: York's a hard city, man. Yeah. yeah, it's like it was. It was definitely one of that. One of the hardest and the most depressing time for me uh, because you're right like standing like I could do catering because I'm moving all the time you know it's it's a lot on your you know feet whatever but like I appreciate the service now um, but like standing as a doorman man that's tough like it was so depressing I did that like a little bit over six months but it was it was uh, it was a hard and how much
1: time did you have for painting at the end of the day um,
0: so I would None. usually yeah i would I would barely any, but like if I did have time, I'd paint usually well, you guys at, at lived night. at like
1: one of the furthest out subway stops, like they lived at the end of the if you've ever lived in New York, they lived at the end of the seven train in flushing Queens. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: and so it took like close to an hour just to get in the city and then back an hour, so yeah, it was like crazy and so you had
1: so did
0: did you how many paint like did you get any paintings done during that time or was it just too hard it was it was definitely slower than you know what i'm creating now of course i would say um the first like probably half a year i probably took a pause like didn't create that much because we're settling down buying furniture and all that stuff um but i would say like
2: from what i remember you made we were there like a year you probably made like maybe eight paintings Yeah, while we yeah. were there.
1: Yeah. So somewhere. let's tie this in for like the artists listening. Would you say like a place like New York, right? Obviously there's a lot of glamor associated with big city life like that. I think we can all attest that that's not true unless you got a lot of money, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was also, you know, I was working a decent corporate job and I still was really struggling to get by. And um, it's like, would you say for like an artist at that stage of their life, would you maybe advise them to move to a big city for like the networking opportunities that it provides? Or would you say that it's too much of a distraction? Like you're going to spend too much of your time just surviving to have a lot of time to make art?
0: Um, I think like uh, for us, like we did it together as a teamwork. So it was- I would say a little easier, but yes, it's a, if you're moving to New York and you're just like starting out like with nothing, um, it's going to be a little bit of a hustle and hard, I think. Or LA or Miami yeah. or London. It's or- it, You're going to have to take, a, I think, a little bit more of a break with your art, you know, but if you're okay with that, go ahead and do that. Because the experience, actually, I don't regret it because yeah. it, it grew me as a person, so... I love that experience because eventually I also got a job working at a gallery handing artwork. Um,
2: I remember when he got that job, it was like, he was so happy and so excited to go to that job. I remember, I was so happy for him, like just anything for him to be close to the art world. Like he, I saw the light in his eyes.
1: (laughs) Well, that's how you know, right? I think that as an artist, it's like you really have to trust your instincts and whenever you get those little, like little mental rewards from doing something you need to listen to that Mm -hmm. and that's because that's your compass that's pointing you towards where you should be you know like if the fact that even working at a gallery you know makes you light
0: up that's a good sign Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that definitely helped me get my like something inside burning again and know?
2: actually the crazy thing is that that gallery actually reached out to felix yeah <laughs> last that's year crazy. oh wow well,
1: full yeah.
0: circle
2: mm-hmm.
1: at the time though they didn't want to hang your art right did no, you offer no
0: way mm, I They mean, didn't even know who he was yeah i i didn't i th- didn't, I didn't even instagram. bother because yeah i didn't have instagram i i i was i didn't have like a collection or anything to really show so i was i didn't feel like Worthy, I guess, yeah. to even offer, you know?
1: Yeah, so let me try to wrap up that question I was asking before. So, like, if you're a young artist, right, mm-hmm. and you've got a lot of talent and you're trying to make your name in the world, would you say that it's a better use of your time to live in a smaller town where you, your expenses are lower and you don't have to spend as much time commuting or working and just, like, use the internet to promote yourself? Or would you say that it's good to get to a city and, like, aggressively network with people.
0: I well, I mean, you want
2: to, yeah, I want okay, to, <laughs> okay, good. The art business perspective. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Art business perspective. Yes. So looking back, like we've had both experiences and I think that like neither one is right or wrong, but the way that I see it right now, after having both experiences is that actually where color by Felix started to thrive was in Bellingham, which is like the smallest town ever. Mm-hmm. There's like no work opportunity mm-hmm. there. And so, like, um, the cool thing now is that there's so much opportunity online. Like, you don't have to live in one place in order to network or even, like, make relationships or find success online. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, so that brings us to the next phase of the Color by Felix journey, right? So after Mm -hmm. New York, you guys basically, like, what made you want to leave?
2: Well, I, I was nannying in New York and um for a very 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 successful family and it kind of made me start to think what i'm doing with my life you know like i was like okay am i just gonna be a nanny my whole life not that there's anything wrong with being a nanny but i kind of wanted more for my life to see what else there is you know and um so at that point i was like all right i have one or two more years left of college because I had taken a break to get married. And I was like, I wanna finish what I started. So I'm gonna apply. And I knew that I could get financial aid back in Washington state where we came from because technically we were still residents. We hadn't moved everything to New York. So I was like, all right, babe, like if I apply and I get into college, let's move back. And he agreed, even though he really, really didn't want to. (laughs) And I got in.
0: Yeah, I did. I, I was afraid to go backwards, I guess, like I was afraid, especially going to Bellingham, I don't know like anything, you know, it's right. a small town, I don't know if there's any kind of, you know, art or creative. Well, that's
1: the narrative, right? It's like, you know, move to the big city, mm-hmm. be successful right yeah
2: plus also what i was gonna say is like once you get to new york there's a lot of opportunity to like move up in your job and so felix was moving up he kept starting to get a lot of manager positions like at his uh service jobs and stuff but it kind of it's kind of like a trick because it's like you feel like you're making so much but also to live in new york it's super expensive so
1: yeah it's like six dollars seven dollars for a box of cereal
0: so at that time like i didn't want to leave because i was afraid because i was offered this amazing position and i you know and it's almost like a test will you take a step back you know, and 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 because Andrea was giving me at that time ideas like, hey, Instagram, you should focus on, uh, and we were trying to do like the couples thing, you know, and at that time, so we're oh, like, yeah. hey, come back, you know, we'll we'll just like, um, uh, just do, do work on focusing on Instagram. We didn't know exactly what we wanted to do yet, yeah, you know, um, but I I was afraid of leaving because of money, you know providing. Yeah.
1: Well, and then it's like you take a job like that, all of a sudden it's probably a lot more responsibility, a lot more time, right? So you'd be going down a road where you have even less time to make art. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you finally left because of Andrea's school. You were hesitant to do it, but you guys moved to Bellingham, Washington, which is a small town right up by Canada. And then what happened there? Do you want to
0: continue from there? In Bellingham?
2: Um, so basically Felix, um, so I, we both moved back to Bellingham and, um, once we had moved there, I was going to school. So I had started going to school already and, um, Felix was going back and forth to New York because, um, he didn't have a job yet in Bellingham. And so I was going to school, he was flying back and forth, and he didn't know what he was gonna do in Bellingham. And so I was suggesting that we start a Instagram page because at that time it was like 2017 and uh, people had just started doing like traveling and like Instagram was becoming a whole thing like with influencers and stuff and I knew that somehow these people were making money I just didn't really understand how and I was like maybe we should start one of these travel couple pages but I didn't know that like Like, we were broke, so I don't know what I was thinking or how we were going to do that. (laughs) But um, it seemed like a good idea. Um, And so basically, Felix instead started uh, painting whenever he was home, uh, whenever he wasn't working. So when he would come back from New York, he would be working construction, like with his brothers or his dad.
1: And let's be clear, you've been painting since childhood, right? This isn't just, so this isn't Felix starting to paint in
0: 2017. He's yes, in- yes. I I like I was drawing with crayons, pencils, ever since I was a kid. But painting, like acri- messing with acrylics, it was, um, I believe, freshman.
2: So like 14.
0: Yeah, cool. In high school. Yeah,
1: age 14. And then this would be like age 27 now. So that's a good chunk of time you've already been painting. Yeah, like and, on and off.
0: And at that time, you know, when you're in high school, you don't have that much responsibilities. I, I actually had more time to experiment and play with paint, play with materials and all that, you know, and then it slowed down after you you got, you started getting older, you're like, all right, I need a serious job. I need to figure out, you know, and then, you know, marriage and all that, everything like yeah, to happen. I
1: feel like it's, yeah, it's a constant pressure. It's like, you gotta pay the bills. You know you have to figure out what you're gonna do it's like in america we don't get like health insurance and stuff you know you have to get that through your job so it's like first priority is like making sure your bills are paid and you're taken care of you know because it's like yeah without that it can set you back even further so that can it can be hard you know but you have to then you then you just have to find some space for art in there Mm -hmm. but anyway back to your story so you guys you're in bellingham you're going to school you're flying back and forth to New York and then working construction when you're with your brothers. And how long was it before you actually started before you got the idea to put your paintings
0: on Instagram? So I was kind of doing it for fun in the beginning, just kind of like, oh, I'm just gonna share, you know, a finished painting, you know? I didn't do any process or anything like that, any videos. I just did a final piece of the painting, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just post it, and I'd get more like we, I mean, we did, so we tried the travel thing, you know, and it was was okay, but like the art was, it was getting more traction, you know? It was, people were like responding more to it. And um, so then I just like, I had more time, like in the evening. So I, whenever I had time, I just kind of painted, and um, and then posted. And then it was, um, I think, what happened was Andrea found out uh, about this girl who lived in Seattle. She had over a hundred thousand f- uh, followers, and she was an artist, watercolor artist, amazing. Um, her name is Sarah, and um, and so she said, "Hey, we can connect and make a like a coffee day, and maybe." you know, if she doesn't mind meeting up and kind of encouraging us um, and giving us some tips. And so it was, um, you want to continue from there?
2: Yeah, so basically, like, um, at that time, so I had been seeing all these people being successful on social media. It was just the start of, like, the influencer era. And um, I was, like, very confused how these people are making a living and not like going to a nine-to-five job and that seemed like a dream and to be able to travel whenever they wanted I was like okay how are these people doing this and so I wanted to find out as much as I could about like social media and all of all of the uh influencer marketing and all this stuff so I started trying to reach out to people on social media that had followings and like asking them questions and then also Um, come to find out my mom's friend was this influencer in the art space and so Sarah the mint gardener is her name on social media she's a watercolor artist in Seattle like Felix said and my mom and her mom are actually friends so my mom was like oh yeah for sure like I'll reach out to her mom we'll figure this out so you guys can like meet up and talk and Sarah was like super cool and like really sweet to like take time out of her schedule and like sit down with Felix and I and she kind of just shared everything with us.
1: Cool so let's fast forward a little bit because I feel like we have a lot to cover still so you guys got some good social media tips and then you just started doing it right like what was the big secret to it was it just like posting regularly like what was it I mean back in those days it was different right Instagram was a lot smaller there weren't a lot of people Mm -hmm. posting art the way there are now
2: yeah they no. definitely weren't like ever since then we see all these people doing like process videos and stuff but like at that time there was no one doing process videos and so that's really what set felix apart and yeah
0: started. i think i think that's what happened was actually after that meeting with sarah she gave some tips saying hey instead of point uh, Uh, posting a finished painting like show some process like give it a little bit of a story to your you know to your audience it'll be more interesting maybe do a video and she gave some ideas and and so andrea was encouraging me do a video you know and we didn't have a tripod we didn't have nothing so we, we 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 just like we just use our you know iphone and i used my Old vacuum cleaner and and some uh-huh. tape, and so I taped my phone over this old vacuum cleaner and just kind of set it up. And it was a lot of work, and so I like I wasn't really in, encouraged, like wanted to do it this extra work, you know, of me recording. But at the time, like Andrea said, no one was really recording, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'll I'll do it, you know, and um and from there it was it was I think the videos really started picking up.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, and so then you guys just basically started to see traction, and if I recall correctly, you know, it's like, you then expanded to YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, so and then I should also note there was another turning point at this time, right, Andrea, with your job. Because it's like, as this as the traction started happening, and you realized, like, a little bit of money started trickling in, you know, like, from YouTube monetization and stuff
2: not yet youtube but original paintings were mainly what we were selling oh so now
1: more people were buying originals it
2: was only originals that's all we had and still it was very tight but um and so at that point it was like i had to make a decision whether to like go to grad school and become a doctor which was gonna be four more years
1: and lots and lots of money
2: and like two hundred thousand dollars or something of debt and basically It was either to go that path or go the path of helping Felix. But at that time, we were barely making enough money to survive. So it was a big decision.
1: So that's when I was still in New York City at this time working. And that's when I had a long conversation with Andrea over the phone. And we were kind of talking about this crossroads that they found themselves at, which is like, hey, do I go to med school? Do I try and build a career here? You know, do I go heavily into debt or do I gamble? on this, we've seen some money coming in, maybe we can grow it, you know? And it was all unknown at that point, like people, it's very easy to look at somebody like Felix, I think, in the rear view and say like, oh, it was just meant to be, they followed all these steps, but what you don't realize is a very crooked line, it's not this curving upward path, Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of doubt, a lot of uncertainty, (laughs) everything looks very clear in the rear view mirror, but at the time you don't know anything, you're just taking gambles. Mm -hmm. And so what I told Andrea, was that if this thing fails you're not going to be you know whatever two hundred thousand dollars in debt the same way like if you go to med school and you don't like being a doctor it's like tough luck you've mm-hmm. invested so much money and you're, you know what i mean it's like yeah. your years down the road and you got to pay that off mm-hmm. so i said hey worst case scenario you go hard at this for one year and nothing comes of it then you can do something else then. you could you know reapply to med school then. Mm-hmm. but and I think that for you know other people out there, it's kind of how I've made decisions in my life before too. It's like you just have to ask yourself, you know, give yourself a time frame, like, what if I went really hard at this from a year and just see what comes of it? You yeah. know, and what can I lose right if you're not If you're not risking bodily harm or insane debt, like. You know, ultimately, what is the risk? The risk is maybe that you're just investing a lot of time and nothing comes of it. And so that was up to Andrea to decide if that was a worthwhile gamble and.
2: Best choice I ever made.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's twice that you have. Well, I, don't, I don't want to take too much credit because yeah. you guys are the ones who actually put in the legwork. I just kind of, yeah. But, you know, every. That's the thing is like, I feel like it's important to you know have you know listen to sometimes you, your family your friends you listen and and like don't like but just don't listen too know. much if right, they're right, telling yeah. you not to be an artist no, but i <laughs> think but listen I mean,
2: this is what
1: i would say listen to encouraging things yeah, yeah right yeah. Yeah. yeah because family and friends will have plenty of discouraging things to say because they're projecting their own fears onto you yeah because
2: yeah. that's something else we learned is like like i like you always think that like your parents know everything and they're whatever they say is like the end. That's it. You know, the end all be all, whatever. But that's something else we learned from this, from both Felix's parents and my parents is like, you take what they're saying with a grain of salt, but in the end, it's important you make your own decisions because you're the one that's going to have to live with it. And not everything they say is going to be what's right for you. They're trying their best to do what's right for you, but it doesn't mean that it will be right for you. Right.
1: Well, we both have families with like immigrant parents who came to the US with, you know, very little money and made lives for themselves and it's like understandably there's some fear there. They don't want us to squander our opportunity, you know, but it's like what they don't realize is times have changed, mm-hmm. you know, like we'll be okay. We're willing to take the the risks and it's like I think yeah, it's like understanding that they come from a place of love, you know, but that you don't have to take their word mm-hmm. verbatim. You can say respectfully I'm gonna do my own thing,
0: mm-hmm. and it's it, and it's kind of like um, for me, it was more like I was just following my heart, the passion, the thing that made me truly happy. You know, nobody really told me, and you know, it just naturally came to me, and I just kind of followed it, even though family or friends might say, you know, um, one thing. Um, some will encourage, some will won't, and but I just followed really what was inside of me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just, it just, cause it made me happy, you know? Yeah. So, awesome. Anyway. Yeah.
1: So that, where does that bring us in the story? That's like, now the money is starting to come in, right? You guys are maybe picking up some patrons that help. Um, you. Barely anything is yeah, coming yeah, yeah. in at this point. So it's still, it's well, still an, it was
2: pretty dry. And that's the crazy thing that most people think that like, because at this time we had like over a hundred thousand, maybe like a hundred something thousand followers on Instagram and I was like, okay, um, all the other influencers I see, it seems like they're like living these lavish lifestyles and they have like a hundred thousand followers or something and I'm like, a little bit confused like how do we make this a living you know where's yeah like where's the money how do we do this how's this yeah.
1: chick taking pictures of avocado toast and, <laughs> and running with the american flag and making
2: <laughs> and being in a new country every week you know yeah yeah so that was like actually very confusing to me and that was that was where my job started was Trying to figure out like what do we do next and Mm -hmm. so that was the question that was like driving me insane because Basically in the first year or year and a half of having felix's social media. He had already hit five hundred thousand followers So it's like we were growing at this insane rate, but I was like, okay What do we do with this and that's what like kept me up at night? (laughs) Yeah,
0: and at that time actually uh, when you after your guys's talk, you know um, about like if she should continue going to school or not She chose to take a year off and help me and at that time we moved from Belham to Seattle um, and uh, From there that's when actually YouTube started to pick up a little more, you know, um, and then we were, we were, I was still working construction and doing part of modeling. But from there, like, it was like, um, it was picking up and then that's where Andrea was like thinking, man, we gotta, we gotta like create like, cause we were giving so much credit to other brands, big brands. And she's like, I, you know, the business side of her started yeah, yeah, coming yeah. out, you know, like she's like, I, we need her to make our own like products and stuff, you know? Yeah,
1: it's true. Yeah. Cause I look at your old YouTube videos and like you know, you're still shouting out these other brands, which by the way, the paints aren't as good. And yeah, it's just funny to to see. Yeah, it's like- And why
2: would you support a big brand when you can support a small artist?
1: Exactly. Man. (laughs) And I think that's maybe the big lesson at this juncture is like, if you look at, I think a lot of artists, myself included, hit a point where they're confused because you start off as a kid thinking, hey, if I just get really, 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 really good no one's going to be able to ignore me, right? Mm-hmm. And then you maybe even get to a point where you see yourself surpassing some of your heroes in terms of talent, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not being arrogant here. It's just that, like, you can compare your work, and I'm sure a lot of you out there have had this experience. You can compare your work fairly objectively with some of the stuff that's out there making money, and you can say, hey, mine's actually better than this, mm-hmm. you know? But the disconnect is that you think that if you just keep getting better and better and better, somebody's just going to come knocking at your door and somebody's going to find you and the world's going to give you money. Mm-hmm. But that's absolutely not the case.
2: And that's also something that, like, even we talk about a lot is like, there are so many amazing artists out there, and it's like, but but they don't know how to market themselves and that's that's the problem that you're talking about is like and that's what's gonna make the difference between like different different levels of success with your art because for Felix like even sometimes he'll like tell me like man like I don't feel like I deserve this like because there's so many amazingly talented people out there you know like and Yeah. It's like a lot of people will even like recreate his tutorials or like say things like we've had people comment things like, oh, this is easy. Like I could do this. My five-year-old could do this, you know? And it's like, okay, maybe they could, but are they marketing it? You know, doesn't matter like because you can do it, but doesn't mean that you're going to get it out in front of the right people.
1: Yeah. And so I think that's just like a cold fact that like you know, I had to realize, right, is like I put so much time into being a good songwriter and like making good music. And then I finally put out like my first EP, I think in like maybe 2016 or 17. And um, yeah, you just realize no one's listening because it's like, of course not, they haven't heard of you. So it's like, as an artist, I think maybe I have this natural repulsion towards the business side of things like, oh, that's gross, I don't want to deal with the numbers, I just want to focus on my passion. Mm But it's like the cold reality that if you don't do that, you're not, no one's going to hear about you. You know, it's like, it's so worth your time to look into that stuff and just take some time that you would otherwise be making art. Go watch some YouTube videos. Give yourself an education on marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, even
0: a little bit of an education. It'll take you much further.
2: Follow my YouTube. Follow Andrea's YouTube. (laughs) And and I
0: remember Andrea was like, I remember she was, she actually uh, was, she was we we even were investing. we didn't we weren't making a ton yet. we we actually, the money that we earned, Andrea put like also some of that money into education. So like I remember um a lot of it. Uh, our twenty four set we 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 invested, she invested. Uh, for this course, you know, it cost us a lot, you know, a lot to invest and she she was dedicated to learn. And, like and a marketing
1: course that yeah. she took
0: so that she could learn how to make the 24 set yeah, that you guys sell set. now. That, that was like yeah. one of our first products. Yeah. Um, But it was so worth it, you know, like sometimes, uh, I believe artists, like at that time I was thinking, I remember, I'm like, ah, oh, courses, you know, that's so expensive, it's like, I didn't really like believe, you know, in classes and things like that that it's gonna change your thing. I feel like if you're not gonna really put how many people are really putting in the effort and making a difference, you know, the people that are taking classes. So that's how I thought. I was like, I don't know if it's gonna really change. Uh, but it did because she was motivated, she was passionate, she wasn't just taking this class to, to goof around or whatever, you know. She actually took it and was serious, you know, to yeah. the end. And it happened and it paid off.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so at this point, you guys have, like, started to market yourself. You've actually started to offer products. I remember you went through a few products that didn't land that well, and you just had to keep rolling because it's a lot of details to put out a product. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's crazy. And then I remember there was one where, like, the people you were working with were violating a copyright. Not us, but you not you guys the business but the you know
2: it was like the pop yeah, sockets yeah so that's right? actually something else i was gonna say is another reason why it's super important to invest time in the business side is because like if you're just focused on the art and you just want to be an artist and you don't want to deal with that it's like someone is going to come along and try to take what you've made and make money off of it mm-hmm. so either you're going to be putting money into someone else's pocket or you're going to learn how to do what these people are doing so that you can do it yourself and be independent and that's something very important that we've learned because we've gotten definitely screwed over a couple of times. Yeah, a few business, but we bad learned, business deals. Yeah, we learned the hard way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like that was kind of, that was like, and that's years, right? It's like, once again, every time you think you look at maybe Felix's career or somebody like him, and you maybe, because the human tendency is to compare. And so it's really easy to look at him and be like, "Oh, you know, almost a million followers," or like, "You know, oh, he's hit five hundred thousand followers." You know, it's like it's not that easy getting to that followers. Like you said, getting a bunch of followers doesn't mean getting a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to like put in a lot of work, and you have to develop
2: provide value.
1: Yeah, and that and for every like for you guys, it was
0: p- products, right? But like, but also YouTube because the, we listen to our audience. You uh-huh. know, the people are like, "Hey." what how did what are you what are you using like how do you do it like and we just kind of read the comments and listened to the, the our audience and and just you know they were saying you should open up a YouTube and um, my wife was encouraging me yeah and so when we did that you know to, to in the beginning we gave a lot of like value and we didn't get paid for it mm-hmm. um, in the beginning you know like um, all the lessons but yeah I believe value bringing value something And
1: yeah, and like listening to what people actually want. Mm Yeah, and that's what I think is so cool about like the color by Felix Audience is that the internet is like so full of jerks, you know And it seems like you can't say one thing on the internet without somebody coming in to either like shoot you down or try to make you feel bad or whatever and it's like I've looked at your comment sections, you know, and you've shown me your DMS and it's just so much positivity and I think that like you as a person probably have kind of set the example for that if I may give you a little compliment, but like, I just think that, yeah, it's like, it's so cool to see so many artists out there actually like supporting each other. I think the tendency in art is for us to feel like it's a competition, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm, Yes. And, but the reality is, is like, at the end of the day, we all do it. We all started doing art at the beginning because we just found joy in it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you can just celebrate that, there's like enough room for everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so I think that that's like, yeah, kind of what makes your audience so cool. And I think that honestly, I think that's the reason you guys have grown so big is like, because you put the audience first, you know, and it's like, you, you know, you give tutorials, you give advice, you, you know, just give people positivity when it comes to their work. And I think that that's what we want to do with this podcast is Mm -hmm. like, do even more of that. Like every year, you know, you guys told me like, every year you ask yourselves like, okay, how can we do more for the audience? What can we do to make this more about them, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so even though we're all like telling our story here, like we want to always bring it back around to like, how can you guys learn from this? How can this help you in your art journey? How can we maybe show you that like the artistic path is not what you think it is, you know, show you the real truth behind it yeah, so that you're better able to succeed and, you know, be happy and whatever, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And, 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 um, I I love that there's so much like, you know, technology now to do that we can reach all over the world, you know, and to be able to help one another, you know, I think that's actually one of the some of the things that me and Andrea enjoy, like in our business is giving back, you know, we love to be able to give back knowing that man, it's such a, you know, we would, we're just regular people like you and all of, all of us, we're all humans, you know, we're regular people. and to be able to be put in this kind of position is a big responsibility and to how you know to be able to have this opportunity to give back, I think is what keeps us more excited and, and moving forward. I you agree.
1: Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like the world is full of people. I'll, I'll pay you compliments so you don't have to do it yourself because I know you, you never would. But like the world is so full of people who like take a big platform and a big spotlight and just use that to make themselves bigger and bigger and bigger. And you know, it's like me, me, me. It's like, it's just endless fountain of narcissism, you know? And it's like, the world doesn't need more of that. We don't need more clout chasing in my humble opinion. You know what I mean? We don't need more celebrity worship, any of that stuff. I think what we need is to just understand that like when you become influential, when you have a lot of fans, when you have a lot of reach, that's an opportunity to just share it with more people. You know, and I think you guys are doing a beautiful job of that. Like, I know you've got the Color by Felix community page where you're always, you know, every day sharing other people's work, and you have the CBF Present series on YouTube where you're like, you know, letting other artists come and share their tutorials with your audience. So, like, I think that's what it's all about. I think it's like we win together. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like if you can help lift other people up on your journey, you're gonna succeed. It's Mm -hmm. just gonna happen almost by accident. You know. And I think that like, as an artist, wherever you are in your journey, I think that will get you to the next level. Is like, instead of focusing, how can I better get myself in front of more people's faces? Mm-hmm. Think like, who are artists right now in my community that I can help, you know? Maybe we join together and we do an art exhibition together, mm-hmm. you know, like a local art exhibition, or maybe we make a collaborative project, or maybe I shout them out on my Instagram page, they shout me out, you know, and it's like, it becomes a fun thing, it becomes a loving thing, not this like big competition, you know?
0: Yeah, actually we met some amazing artists, Mm -hmm. you know, like that way, by collaborating. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Kim, Kim reached out, said, hey, we're doing this. What's Kim's
2: at? Kim Rose Art. Actually, we met her from mm. that exact way. Is like she reached out and she's like, "Hey, you want to shout each other out on our stories?" And well, we were
0: doing like a that's auction how it started. for,
2: and then the auction, and then the auction. Okay. Yeah, mm. after that. But that's how we got to know her. Was she reached out to us, um, yeah. and we've also done some awesome collaborations with like Shelby and Sandy when we were in, in L. A. So definitely like collabing. I think that like you said like artists tend to like be very to themselves and that's something that we didn't really have getting started which is another reason we wanted to start this podcast was like a support system or like someone to look to that was like a mentor or something, but so
1: you wanted to be that for You wanted to be for other people what you didn't have yourself.
2: Yeah, we didn't 100%. have that. Like no yeah. one was sharing anything back when we were starting. And it's like literally the only person that was sharing stuff was uh, that one meeting we did with Sarah. And I thought that was so cool because mm. she totally didn't have to do that. You know, she was already like killing it on social media. Like, why did she have to take time out of her day to like meet with us? Yeah. And so for free and so like this is like
1: what can you do when you get to a similar position like how can you help somebody who maybe doesn't who maybe can't do anything for you but even
0: when we met with her because of her time like we we appreciated her time i like and this is not to brag i'm just saying it as an example like i made a little painting to give to her because like i appreciated her time you know and so like have that mindset of like okay how how can i even if i collaborate with a bigger artist or whatever how can i like bring also some value and not just like take 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 you know Mm -hmm. like that mindset
1: Well, hey guys, I think we
0: should wrap this up. That's about time for
1: episode one. I think we should continue this conversation, though, in episode two. Is there any final thoughts you want to share before we wrap things up? (laughs) (laughs) I know, I kind of put you on the spot there. But I would say, like, like, I hope you guys are enjoying this. I hope you're learning a lot from, you know, the Felix story and just let us know in the comments like you know leave us a review whatever let us know what you want to hear more about because we want to be able to it's a very unique life experience that felix and andrea have had you know we want to be able to use it to teach people and to help people
2: and, yes. so and if let
1: us know what you want to see more of
2: and also like what sebastian said like if you found value in this episode we would really appreciate you giving leaving a review for the podcast so that we can continue to bring more value to you guys
0: and we will listen to you guys because that's how we um, were listening when we opened up a YouTube and all that. So we uh, appreciate every comment or whatever. You know, you guys do like like let us know that. I mean, we're we, we are just so thankful to, to be able to do this and mm-hmm. we want to do it together. Right? Yes. Um, and let's do it.
2: And you guys are helping us build this.
1: Awesome. Thanks, guys. And thank you guys for having me. Thank, thank you. See yeah, you next thank time. You. See you next time on the Color by Felix podcast.
2: See Woo. you soon.